Greetings, dear, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of The Working Experience, a very warm, open-arm audio embrace and a squeeze. This episode is brought to you by my company, One Circle Media. One Circle Media is a hybrid digital agency and media content creator. We create and design apps, websites, videos, social media content, and physical products. We are artists, directors, designers, producers, coders, editors, thinkers, makers, and creators who embrace story and creativity from design, web and app development, animation, docs, features, TV shows, digital and social media content to physical products. For our clients, we create content that builds networks and audiences across multiple platforms. Check out our work at OneCircleDigital.com and OneCircleBrand.com. If you work for a network, studio, brand, startup, or corporation and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain, reach out to me at John at OneCircleMedia.com. I'd love to hear from you. This episode is also brought to you by an app that I created called Still Believe. Still Believe transforms a picture in your home into video proof of your child's favorite magical characters. With the app, parents can catch the magic of the tooth fairy, leaving money under their children's pillow or Santa delivering presents on Christmas Eve in their home. You download the app, take a picture, and we create the magic. We utilize feature film visual effects artists to transform your picture into video. Just tell your kids that you have a special app that can detect and capture the tooth fairy then present them with the video proof in the morning. The look on their faces is priceless. Your Still Believe video is created in minutes, and you can then save it to your phone and share it on social media. The app is available for the iPhone and Android, and it's free to download. Our aim is to bring joy and wonder into the hearts of children around the world. Check it out at stillbelieve.co. Thanks, everyone, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Working Experience. The working experience. Route 93 North is almost at a standstill. It's a rough one out there this morning. Snow and sleet. There is no service on Stand the- clear of the closing doors, please. Uh, yeah, folks, we're going to be a few minutes. We have train traffic ahead of us. We should be moving shortly. John, we need that report ASAP. Where are we on that presentation? And HR wants to see you. Did you return that email yet? We have a team meeting at 10. To stay late, Bob. Teamwork makes the dream work. They're moving in a different and after the meeting, we'll have a breakout session. Who ate my Where are my hot pockets? This microwave is disgusting. Oh, God, what's that? He was wow. moving his Sexual toenails at his desk. I can't take it anymore. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Working Experience Podcast. It's Maddie Kay. And John, and I hope when you're listening to this, we are done with this heat wave. Yes. I, um... Not a fan of the heat. I can take the cold. I do not like the heat. It drives me nuts. Two days I can live with. It stretched into three or four days before. Uh, but now... Uh, and to me, it's it's not that bad. Uh, it's uh, We're actually going to discuss an article of uh, police officers in Maddie Kay's hometown of Braintree, Massachusetts... And they are not big fans of the heat. I totally sympathize with them. Uh, before we get to that, heat may have played a factor in this, guys. We have, we have some odd news here. Stuff. Uh, this is from The Week. 
um, magazine, which is like a periodical. But I also heard this story on NPR. Some little news items. The first one I heard on NPR. Um, Oklahoma police made a traffic stop of Stephen Jennings, 41, and allegedly found he was driving a stolen car on a suspended license. Okay, that, that makes sense. And was in possession of an unlicensed handgun. Okay, getting a little worse. A live rattlesnake, a canister of powdered yellow uranium, and an open bottle of Kentucky Deluxe whiskey. So. That uh, that sounds about right. When I'm uh, getting up and I grab the cup of coffee and I ask the wife, uh, sweetheart, uh, where's the rattlesnake, yeah. the uranium, and a uh, a bottle of Jim Beam? I don't even know what powdered uranium. I mean, I know what, generally speaking, uranium is. It's like nuclear stuff uh, or yeah, radioactive. Yeah, the, the powdered uranium. I don't know where you that, come by that. That might, uh, that seems like he was going to maybe blow up something. I don't know. <laughs> I like how they specify the kentucky deluxe he didn't go for the regular <laughs> he didn't cheap no. out you know he got the no. deluxe give me the deluxe give me the deluxe i wonder if the rattlesnake... and I, I think he just and he wanted to heighten the danger so he threw a live rattlesnake in there just well, to mix things up listen when you're in a stolen car uh you have an unlicensed handgun and a rattlesnake and uranium you need to take the edge off a little bit. You're in a high pressure situation. Yes, you do. Right? It, this was this out. this was this this was this guy's form of meditating. <laughs> the rattlesnake right. <laughs> was like a very Buddhist Zen symbol for him to calm down. I just wonder, like, I always wonder the context. Like, married, kids, ex-wife. Where was he coming from? Where was he going? <laughs> like, what What was the general well, plan? Well, he was clearly in some sort of rush because he stole the car. True. What, like, what was his destination? Did he have the rattlesnake? Where he needed all of these four items. Was the rattlesnake in the car, I wonder, if it was his. See, now that I, I think back that it's stolen. Well, uh, maybe it was the previous owner's rattlesnake. And a little anti-theft device. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. They found, uh, again, with the reptile theme, there was a five foot long alligator in Humboldt Park in Chicago, which I don't think, uh, they're used to seeing. Hey, listen, you know, it's uh, alligators. Five feet is really not that bad. Uh, I think in Florida, no, I'm serious. In Florida, you get some 10-footers, oh, and I know yeah. down in Central America, you can get some 15, 16-footers. Yeah, but a 5-foot alligator can do some damage, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Grabbed a hold you of can your do leg some... or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would I would assume a 2-foot alligator could do some damage. Uh, have you heard the thing about uh, the meth gators? The, the what? Meth gators. Uh, apparently in Florida. No. Again, Florida. Like if this, you got you got to take your hat off to Florida first of all. Well, do you know about the thing that if you type, it's a website, I guess, or an app or something. A kid did this for me. If you put your birthday in, it'll come up with some weird crime or incident that took place specifically in Florida. Oh yes, I heard about this. Yes, all about Florida. Well, the meth gators. I'll get back to the Chicago thing. Uh, The meth gators 
are from drug dealers. Now, this is according to law enforcement. I don't know how true this is. Uh, People flushing drugs down the toilet are supposedly getting into the water stream and you're getting these methamphetamine-addicted alligators. (laughs) (laughs) Which they call meth gators. Again, only in the great state of Florida. Which Catherine Quinn's brother, uh, Patrick Quinn, who runs Life of Dad, or one of the people who runs it, said that was the title of his new screenplay, Meth Gator. <laughs> I'm, I'm green lighting I mean, that. Have you, have you been down to Miami lately? No, I've never been to Miami. Oh, Matt. I'm not do, going. Do yourself a favor and fly into the good old state of Florida, head to Miami, and go to South Beach. Well, that is like where the beautiful people are, right? Yes, yeah. but it's still it's it's still pure insanity. The Miami was built on cocaine. Yes, like the in the the seventies, eighties, nineties, that entire city was fueled by cocaine, and I think at the height of the the cocaine drug wars. Uh, Florida had the most, I think it was the most banks per capita of anywhere in the United States. And it was just to launder Coke money. Yeah, there's several good documentaries and movies. Like all those mega huge hotels and all that, they're all built with Coke money, the real estate market and all of that. But I think the real Florida, like you go to Orlando, Tampa, those no, you, you know you got you have to go to Orlando oh, and then head God. like two hours due south, oh. or like middle Florida, or or the you know towns around the Everglades. Oh, you're in for a treat, my friend. Well, then you have northern Florida, which is like the Panhandle on the the uh, border with Alabama or something. Like yeah, that. that's supposed yeah. to be a special special place. Yeah. Uh, we have, uh, I have some family down there and, mm. uh, in Fort Lauderdale, uh, and some just outside of Miami and it's, it's, as, and, and some in Tampa, it's a special place. I believe our friend Tony referred to it. If I re- am recalling, he took his uh, family down there, didn't to Disney world, didn't have a lot of wonderful things to say about it. <laughs> he called Orlando an obese wasteland. <laughs> <laughs> Well, to all our listeners in the lovely state of Florida, You're we amazing. love you. You're we're not amazing. we're not talking about no. you specifically. No, we're talking about your obese neighbor. Um, well, I'll tell you, there was there was a string of time where I went to Disneyland or Disney World um, when the boys were younger, multiple years in a row, and it, it, it's. It, the parks are massive, so you have to walk around. And actually, you get a pretty good, like, workout. You know, you, you could easily walk 10 miles. But the vast majority of people are sucking down turkey legs <laughs> and three-scoop ice cream sundaes going around on scooters. So now those, those, mo- those motorized scooters, you, you can't even, like, you, you, they'll hit you. Um, one of my boys was almost run over from someone backing up, literally almost backed up over. Wait, these are not for handicapped people. You got, you have to define handicapped. (laughs) No, they're not like, I mean, can anybody rent them? These are some people. Yes. Anyone can rent them. So obese people, 
would rent, would rent these. And there are some people that are legitimately yes, handicapped. Of course, yes. But and then you know a couple of years back, and I think they cracked down on this. And this is terrible. Is um, well-to-do families would rent handicapped people to cut the line. So <laughs> oh, if it's, it's terrible. <laughs> and actually, one of our mutual friends did this. Oh. I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name names on why we're <laughs> on air or streaming. But if you had a handicapped person or a special person within your group, the entire group would cut the line. So they would pay them, you know, between five and 750 bucks to cut the, I mean, sometimes in cases like cut like two hour lines, which is just terrible. And then Disney cut down on it. Can you actually hire, can you pay to, I heard you could pay to cut the lines. Like you get pay. You, you can, you can get like this, this fast pass but for a family of five it's very very expensive yeah i would imagine so it's cheaper to rent, to rent a, a handicapped, handicapped person. person i get you know and and maybe the handicapped people were mad they were like yo that was 700 bucks i just got <laughs> well my out. we we went down there one time with my my in-laws and my my mother-in-law is she's got like back and she legitimately cannot walk. Like she legitimately has like a handicap sticker. So she, we got one of those and um, legitimately, like yeah. we would go to the front of the line and uh, literally you would save hours off the day because you would, you would skip a three hour line. You just go right to the front. I can't understand standing in a line for three hours. I just can't understand it. I mean, unless I'm escaping from a natural disaster or something. Yeah. Th I, thank the good Lord that you don't have children. Oh, my God. Can you, because I can't even standing imagine. in line is a prereq <laughs> at Disneyland and having kids. Yeah, that's what it's become. That's I think it's what I went many, many, many years ago. And I don't recall it was that crowded. I was a little bit older. Uh, but, you know, it... Like, I was able to go on rides and stuff, but it wasn't, it also wasn't sweltering for some reason. We got pretty lucky. Um, but I've, I've heard some people describe it as hell on earth. Like, if you want a slice well, of Well, speaking of, uh, speaking of alligators in Disney World, a couple years back, a kid was uh, snatched. Yeah. Yep. Right, off, right out of a, a alligator was hanging out in one of the lagoons. Kid was wading in the water. Boom. Snatched him. Yeah. Grabbed him. Sucked him right under. Yeah. That's not very Disney-like. It's it's a <laughs> Florida is a very strange, very strange place. I'm sure I saw a little bit of a. It was like a something on the Travel Channel about um, Florida, and they they went to certain parts where there were native Floridians. They raised horses and things like that. Like that was quite a bit different, and they acknowledged that they were like, we do not consider ourselves part of Orlando, Tampa. Miami and all of that like we live here they had roots there otherwise it's just like uh you know I don't know it's like where old people go to die I mean it's just like <laughs> or, yeah no the, or you get pills. it could, it, yeah. it could be you know and, th and that <clears throat> the opiate uh crisis the pill epidemic was that was um Florida was like you know ground zero I think and it, when, you, I think when you arrive in Florida they hand you a bag of oxycontin and methamphetamine I think yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just like when you land in Here Portland, you, you get a ski mask <laughs> <Right>. and a brick. <laughs> right, exactly. Here's your meth. Here's your oxy. 
and have a good time. With yeah, that. welcome to Florida. Welcome to the Sunshine State. Welcome to Florida. Could you imagine? I mean, maybe this will be one of us just kicking it on the porch of a nursing home in, outside of Tampa, Florida, in the golden years. Just kicking it. Just you know. Not a, and and not only am, is that going to happen to either you or me, but we'll be listening to this podcast, <laughs> reliving while the glory we're rocking days. back and forth. I mean. Just like I'd much rather go, I much rather get eaten by an alligator. I would be eating oxycontin. I would just be like, "What the hell? I'm 85 chewing years it, old. Chewing it, right? Give me the, give me the heroin and the oxy. Yeah, give me the heroin. What do I give care? me the good stuff? Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Apparently, some guy as a joke was trying to gather people to storm Area 51, and 1.4 million people thought this was legit. And signed up on Facebook. To actually, um, I'm, to I'm one of the uh, I'm one of the people who signed up for that. I don't understand people's obsession with like aliens and what's in Area 51. I mean, it's like no, it's conspiracy theory. Well, I know, but it's like and in the Facebook and the Instagram, the social media, um, they've almost it's almost like kerosene on a fire. But it's just like, okay, maybe there's aliens there, maybe there's not. Like, I don't know. What what am I supposed to do about it? Like, it wouldn't... You're supposed to spend your entire life... Thinking about it. Looking at it. Okay, well, you know, if if you thought, like, um, apparently there is a, a secret congressional study underway, which is actually happening, where um, they're trying to figure out if Lyme disease was developed as a biological weapon. And they're, they're actually wow. looking into this. You know, the, all this, the, the one positive thing about President Trump is I think if they told him that there were definitively aliens at Area 51, he would tell us. He would tweet that out. Yeah, oh, he'd have pictures. Yeah, he, he would yeah, be doing he that. Would te- he would tell us. There so are... I'm saying that if there are, they haven't told Trump. No. No, I think it's documented. There are things I don't tell him. Like, they just... Like, I think I told you, I started reading that book, Fear, by Bob Woodward about Trump. And, right. And in the beginning, they steal documents off his desk that they don't want him to see. Because it's they're like, this is a terrible idea. Nobody should see... He can't see this or he'll sign it. <laughs> and next thing you know, we're in a lot of trouble. So they just steal documents off the desk. Uh, here it is. Let's see. Congress has quietly asked the Pentagon to investigate the conspiracy theory that government science created Lyme disease as a bioweapon. Now, that is something we should probably know. Like, they probably shouldn't be doing stuff like that. You know, but people tend to get on these things that... It's like arguing about the existence of God and being, like, really militant, being an atheist, or being really militant and evangelical, like... All right, fine. You know, you believe whatever you want to believe. Maybe there's aliens. Maybe there aren't. I don't know. Maybe the Earth is... I saw this great thing in Portland. It said something like, forget the Earth is flat. The Earth is hollow. <laughs> it's a different, like, conspiracy theory. Well, that's just it. Like, the, the flat earthers. Who cares they've, if it's flat? They, they, they get online. They get on, like, Facebook, Instagram, Snat. 
snap and they congregate into this group and everybody else is like, oh, they're crazy. It's hands off. So they're in this tight knit group and then they come up with these crazier and crazier theories and they all feed off of each other. And there's no one there to like, you know, debate them or to take the other side. Right. But, but I mean, like, you know, um, solving the JFK conspiracy, which will never be done, but like finding out who actually killed that man, whether it was Leah Harvey Oswald uh, or, or it was a conspiracy. I mean, that is something that is worthwhile to society. Like it's not going to maybe radically change our lives, but maybe it would, maybe something would be uncovered that it was like, Oh my God, I didn't know this, this existed. Yeah, but the, there, there is, that's one of the other big conspiracy theories is the JFK assassination. Another one is the moon landing. Like right. the, the validity of whether we actually went to the moon or not. And that might be worth exploring because it's like, all right, are we spending all this money on NASA for what? You know, there could be a point. Like someone could make a point. Like, okay, the earth is flat. Wonderful. Let's say you're right. Now what? Like now what? Like, what, what's the end result? Like, there are aliens in Area 51. Okay. Great. Yeah, like, but, the, like... Now what? what? Like, the, the moon... Like, I think we went to the moon, right? But the moon landing, like, the conspiracy is like... Or the JFK assassination conspiracy, I could be like, oh, okay, there are some, there are some possibilities there, right? There's there, Things yeah. don't completely add up, right? So I could... There could be a question in my mind. The earth is flat. Okay, for the earth to be flat, you are talking about a mass conspiracy of all aeronautical professionals. In every country uh, around the world. What's that? In every country around the world. Right. And there, I think there's a satellite like that takes like a a thousand pictures a second and beams the satellites. I mean, I can go on and on and on. There would have to be... No one could keep that secret. It just... It literally would be impossible. No. And, and and my point is, with these people, like, okay, let's say you prove the Earth is flat. Like, again, like, now what? Like, so what? How does that affect your daily life? Like, I don't know. Like, something like, did we land on the moon or not? I, I don't know. I guess we did. Maybe we didn't. It could affect how I vote to say, like, all right, wait a minute. Where are my tax dollars going? But even that is pretty far away. You know, I think people tend to focus on these things because because you don't do anything about it. There's no end game. Like there's no. Right. Like, right. And it's and it's entertainment. But well, there would be like, you know, like with JFK, the fact that there'd be trust issues with the government. Exactly. The government's yes. essentially lying to you. Same thing right. with the moon landing. Right. You'd be like, all right, you, you lied to us about this. Right. What else are you going to lie to us about? Right. Yeah. The earth being flat or like, why am I worried about Area 51? Like how much, how much time do these people spend thinking about it? And again, it's like, okay, but what about what's going on in your everyday life? Like your family, your work? No, no, I'd I'd rather spend six hours (laughs) researching crap on Area 51. Right. Uh, This one's pretty good. I'll just roll through these ones kind of quick uh this guy improvised canadian police arrested a motorist who in lieu of a standard child booster seat had seat belted his two-year-old on top of a case of beer which i don't know he's he's making do 
was making do. Was the beer was the beer open? I don't think so. It was a case of beer. Oh, that so seems legit to me. Why is that? Yeah, I don't see why that's an arrestable offense, particularly. Uh, well, cats. I mean, he, he, well, he, the kid wasn't in a standard oh, car yeah. seat. That's why. Again, yeah, having yeah, no yeah. kids, you're like, yeah, that's fine. The you nan- tied him to the roof. It's that's the right. nanny state. The nanny state. <laughs> <laughs> uh, CADS, after a government employee in Rajasthan, India, was disciplined for repeatedly twirling his mustache during a meeting in a distracting display of dominance. The formal mm, reprimand reminded like the offender you're, that you're, tur- men, you're turning me on. Yeah, the formal reprimand reminded the offender that men without mustaches are no less than others. Uh, I would say a mustache. I always think a mustache is a bad idea. Always, there are some people who look good in mustaches, but there's not many. There's there's few and far between. Yeah, it's a big risk. The the, the beard. I'm fine with the beard, the goatee, eh, not nah. really. Nah. The solo mustache, no. very, God, very no. few people can pull that off. Yeah, the goatee, someone referred to as a face mullet, which I was like, <laughs> ever since I've heard that, I was like, yeah, <laughs> you're kind of right. President Trump, whose sterling reputation for honesty, took a rare ding. When mere days after he claimed to be a really good speller, can you imagine our president Ugh. is saying I'm a really good speller? As though, like, see? See? Um, photographs captured a sheet, a sheaf of speech notes on which Trump, in handwritten capitals, had rendered the word people as P-E-O-P-E-L. <laughs> And the name of the well-known terrorist group Al-Qaeda as A-L-C-A-I-D-A-C. <laughs> oh, I mean, come on. Man. Uh, Jesus oh, Christ. Good, good old Trump. I'm a good speller. Hey, I'm a great speller. Of course. Speller. You, I'm sure he's going to start claiming that he won spelling bees. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I he uh, that whole thing about how he he claimed he was on like the dean's list at Wharton and he, and he wasn't, you know, <laughs> he just he wasn't on the dean's list. Easily. Well, he just he just li- he just lies and then holds to that lie. Yeah, you got to admire that. And refuses to relent. Yeah. Um, okay, so Massachusetts police. Oh, sorry, this is some. Uh, Video that's playing. Let me pause it. Oh, this is right. this is the brain tree, Massachusetts cops that, um, during the heat wave, politely asked all the criminals to stand down. <laughs> almost even, like almost like a ceasefire. All right, it's dangerous. Oh, this is what came up on Facebook. That's all these people sent something to me about police saying it was hot i didn't realize this was it and this was why they were sending it to me police in braintree massachusetts are imploring would-be criminals to hold off on illegal activity until monday yeah this is on cnn's webpage. oh man braintree police ask the community to put a pin in crime until the heat wave passes in a facebook but i gotta assume this was a joke 
It's no, this is on. No, it's CNN. This is not a joke. No, no, they but have, they they meant have a it. quote from a police officer. They meant it as a joke. <laughs> you know what I mean? And maybe it. Oh, oh, the police did. Maybe it's straight up hot as soccer balls out there. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? Even if they meant it as a joke, no, I know. <laughs> it's, it's very it's very possible that you know crime went down because it was just too hot. Maybe the department confirmed to CNN Saturday that the post is indeed legit. The heat is criminal enough. Issued an excessive heat warning, including Braintree. Yes, it was very hot here. It was very very hot. Uh, I don't think it reached 102 degrees. Could be as high, the weather index, which I never really factor in. That's simply too hot for law breaking. Oh my God, this is really funny. Well, about three years ago, the Braintree Police Department, uh, it was a big scandal up here because from the evidence room was missing cash, drugs, and guns. Um... Wow. Yeah, evidence bags had been slit open. I'm sure this is not unique to the Braintree Police Department. Um, They still haven't recovered all the handguns. (laughs) They they claimed rather indignantly one time, like, well, we got most of them back. (laughs) (laughs) Great. (laughs) Great. (laughs) I mean, good, good. Like, why were they out in the first place? I mean, it's one thing to take cash. Cash is right there. And it's drug money. You know, you might be tempted to peel off 500 bucks. But drugs and guns? I mean, like, Jesus Christ. Hey, you gotta, you gotta have a party, man. Yeah, you might as well go for the trifecta. The best way to avoid heat-related illnesses. I always love these. Drink lots of water. Thank you. And avoid staying outside. But if you must, stay in the shade. Like, it's never gotten hot before. You know, like, this is some sort of... It's never gotten above 75 degrees before. Well, you know, it, you know and, and it's the... This is the only time the local news can shine. This is the only time people pay, yeah. pay attention to the local news is when the heat waves coming, the blizzard, the, th- the storms rolling up the coast, yeah. the hurricane. Otherwise, nobody cares. No, not really. A lot of local news is simply like tweeted in photos, you know, from... <laughs> people like stuck in traffic or something like that yeah it's pretty pretty lame i had a um i had a friend of mine who was uh he got into a car accident and the he he goes to the hospital to do a, a scan just to make sure his head and his his back's okay and they discover his kidney cancer so but it it was like only a small little thing to get it removed no problem but as they're I guess biopsying the kidney, they also discover that he had a growth in his liver. And oh. liver so liver cancer is like really, really bad. So they and so he gets that news and he's like, Oh man, he he's telling me this over over a drink and he's like, Yeah. He goes everything turned out fine. It came back fine. But he's like, if it came back, you know, that it, it had spread to my liver, he was going to take a flight to Vegas get 10 pounds of coke hire in his words dozens of call girls and go hog wild for 72 hours and he's inviting me to come (laughs) when was this well this this was a couple of weeks ago oh wow 
No, he's saying if if he got the death sentence, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what he was going to do. Yeah. It, does he have a family? Yeah, he does. Yeah, that's probably not the way you want to remember dear old dad. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, that, that's not... Well, you know... He's going, going out with a bang. You know who Hunter Thompson was? Oh, I know him well, yes. Yeah, he apparently... According to his son, he spent like his last two days guzzling whiskey and snorting coke. And then he just went into the kitchen and shot himself. And, yeah, uh, apparently he, he was... Um... He had a very, very high tolerance and a liking for Coke and booze. Oh, my God. When you... uh, There's, like, some sort of unauthorized biography that was out. And it had his his daily regimen. And... uh, Oh, I I read that. It was legendary. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And then he... Like, he would get up. He would, like, get up and, like... Right, he would he would drink and then he would snort coke. Snort he would do it like yeah. throughout the entire day. Entire day, drop acid, just <laughs> yeah, and it never seemed to have any effect on him. That's what people said. It didn't have any effect on his health. I mean, I think his mental health. Plus, he had been injured a number of times. Like he got injured badly in a motorcycle accident, and uh, he just. I think he was like sixty six, sixty seven, and he just. I don't know. Apparently, it was like I'm in so much pain; he couldn't write anymore. And well, I mean, well, well, booze and coke both are just not good. No. You, you know, any any time that's taken in excess, you never think to yourself, "That eh, was a good thing I did." They go, never. They go great together, though. That's the deal. <laughs> yeah, they do, but you you pay for it dearly oh the next God. day. No, it's not not worth the uh, potential arrest. It's not worth the like awful feelings. It's just not. But you know, I guess some people react differently. Some people can really handle that stuff. He obviously could really handle that stuff and other people can't. But, you know. Yeah, but he, but he could handle it up until a point until he shot himself. Until right, exactly. Exactly. And I think it affected him more than people kind of let on. I actually, me and Tony went to one of his book signings. It was when the movie came out where Johnny Depp played him. So Johnny Depp was there and apparently some new book had come out, I guess, that he'd written. Or maybe they were reissuing Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. That might have been right, what it was. Right. Okay, he didn't sign anything. <laughs> All he did was stand there. Johnny Depp sat at the table with a baseball hat on. He obviously didn't want to be there. Obviously, this was contractual. Hunter Thompson, the only people he would even talk to were women who were under the age of 25. Oh, oh, forget it. Any guy who came through, he's just like, no, not not interested at all. Like, doesn't want to talk to the guy. But the the ladies, he gave a little special time. The ladies, he was all, yeah, he was all about the ladies. So they were all about Hunter. They liked Hunter, too. So, uh, right. hats off, hats off to Hunter. Yeah. All right, folks. Thanks a lot for listening to this edition of the Working Experience Podcast. Uh, we'll be back at you soon. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. And uh, subscribe, share our lovely podcast with friends and family on social media. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Working Experience. We'd like to thank our sponsors, One Circle Media and the Still Believe app. 
the only app that delivers video proof of the Tooth Fairy and Santa by simply taking a picture. Download the app at stillbelieve.co today and amaze your kids. And if you work for a studio, network, startup, or corporation and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain your audience, reach out to me at john at onecirclemedia.com. I would love to hear from you. And that's it. The end. The sweet end. Until our next audio encounter.